Welcome to the Tourism Entrepreneur Podcast. As tourism restarts in an increasing number of countries, many companies are looking for effective ways to reconnect with their customers. This, however, might be more complicated for some businesses, and today's guest will help us figure out the best strategic steps to follow. His name is Peter Fabricius. He's been working with tourism brands across Africa and Asia, and he's the co-founder of SpringNest, an online marketing platform for tourism and hospitality businesses. Hello, Peter. Welcome to the Tourism Entrepreneur Podcast. Hi, Vanessa. Nice to be here and to connect with you. Thank you for having me. Can you please tell us about how SpringNest came to be and give us more details about yourself as an entrepreneur? SpringNest is a very simple and cost-effective way for tourism brands to build and launch and manage websites, very powerful websites for their companies. Mm -hmm. So essentially it's a hosted website platform similar to what you'll find in something like Squarespace or even WordPress, but it's crafted specifically for the tourism industry. So I co-founded the company in 2012 with my partner, Nil. Mm -hmm. And um, since then it's been a very interesting journey growing the company Um, and currently we have tourism brands in 13 countries using the platform. So, yeah, Springer's clients range from, I mean, we work with kind of five-star established lodges, independent hotel groups, um, but all the way through to independent tour operators, small activity companies and kind of boutique properties or or even small, you know, B&Bs or backpackers. Have you always worked in the industry or did you join in at the later stage? So a little bit of a backstory there. So after I graduated university, I um, started working for Australian based uh, online travel network, essentially to kind of grow their footprint in Africa. And I'd say that's really where I kind of had this introduction to the combination of, of the web and technology and the tourism industry. And during that same time, I studied web design part-time. I think that was really part of, of my career that I wanted to explore. Um, I've always been really kind of interested in the creative side, especially digital publication. And that was kind of a, a direction I wanted to move in, I guess. So shortly after, I started working as an in-house web designer in a local travel company. And that's where I met Neil. So Neil was the in-house developer, was the designer, became friends. And we started working on freelance projects together. Mm-hmm. Kind of just started having that that working or professional relationship to a degree. Um, and I think that's really kind of where the initial concept for Springers was probably born. Just this understanding that the tourism trade has, you know, um, very unique needs and and kind of approach when it comes to web design. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily either fulfilled through the web design industry at that stage, or we just saw an opportunity to to kind of do it differently. After that, there was probably about a year of kind of, you know, just finding our feet a bit and, and revising concept a little bit and falling around a bit, I guess, until we kind of said, all right, here's the concept. This is what we want to build. And, you know, let's, let's kind of do this thing. Yeah. So essentially the, the, starting, the starting story behind it. Yeah. Um, been a really fascinating journey since then. But there are so many options out there for tourism brand. How does Springness differentiate itself from its competitors? I mean, I think simplicity is just at the core of of everything we do. Um, But specifically in the context of the product. So essentially, uh, you know, the the fact that if a business builds a Springness site, it's built on the premise that 
you know, you've got access to your social media accounts to manage that. You've got access to manage your online, you know, travel agency listings. Why are websites often still this kind of foreign part of your marketing that you don't really have control over? Um, that you outsource to someone else and it's kind of this external expertise. So a lot of spring this value is to empower the clients through that simplicity. To say once your website's live, you can log into the platform and actually manage your content. You can grow your website, you can add pages, you can um, you know, add special offers, or you can run a very functional blog, you can even do SEO within the platform. And it's not built necessarily for web designers, even though we do have marketing agencies and partners using it. But majority of our clients are the actual tourism companies or the tourism business owner using SpringNest. I think the experience that customers and the businesses get from the point when they kind of sign up and this entire journey of them managing their websites and their marketing and becoming empowered, I think that customer experience is probably really what sets us apart. Mm-hmm. And we've really been fortunate to have a great team in doing that. Um, so, I mean, if I think about Tanya, who leads our sales process um, and that first interaction with or, or Simon, who guides you know, clients through a very technical kind of process of shifting mm-hmm. from one provider to SpringNest, and then Lily, who leads our customer success, you know, kind of journey with the client um, and supporting them and educating them. Uh, I think through through having, you know, that as kind of a core value in the business that really established that authentic, I would say, almost approach to customer care. And while we're still talking about the website, I read about the Spring Nest Academy. What is it exactly? Mm, so Spring Nest Academy is... Um, I think kind of simply put, it's just a resource hub or a place where we release content and write content and practical digital marketing advice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for tourism businesses. Um, it was kind of born from the fact that education plays an important part in SpringNest. If we want to change the way that, that businesses manage their websites and you want to challenge really our, you know, your customers to jump in with both feet and, and start taking on marketing tasks or editing tasks that they're not used to, mm-hmm. you need to really empower them on how to do that as well. So SpringNest Academy is practical, very practical, kind of short bite-sized marketing advice for the tourism trade. It's public, accessible to everyone. Um, just go to springness.com and click Academy at the top and you can access the resources. So I've been on your personal website, peterfabricius.com, and I noticed that you're actually quite an explorer. You travel a lot. How do you think travel is going to evolve now after the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, there are quite a, a couple of opinions and theories around how travel will change, specifically with, you know, health and safety, mm. um, playing a big role and you know, local travel, for example, and remote travel and destinations becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. So I think those things we've heard a lot definitely we'll, we'll see kind of come to play from from now, kind of forward over the next six to, to 12 months or so. Mm-hmm. But I think moving beyond that, there's a whole new kind of awareness, um, I think, with travelers. And it's almost, um, what's the word, a sort of a, a mindfulness Mm-hmm. So whether that is the climate and the environment, or whether it is, um, you know, your, your impact on societies and culture, or whether it's, um, you know, equality, or whether it is health and safety. I think there's going to be a general awareness in the industry as to what the impact is of travel. And that's going to change and kind of shift um, the value perception of people a lot. 
Um, I think the, the decision making in terms of where we travel, how we travel, um, that's probably going to be a very strong trend. So we'll likely see that from the demand side and the traveler doing the research, but also I can imagine that's really where the industry needs to adapt. Um, think about product development and destination marketing, um, you know, kind of in, in the coming years. I think those are going to be probably the, the key kind of, you know, trends that we'll be seeing. Hmm. And how can brands adapt their content to this new mindset you mentioned? Now that tourism is restarting, how do we speak to the people we use to market our products and services to? I think the big challenge is likely for, for brands to really start focusing on their niche markets and not being kind of afraid to do that because often the business feels that they're limiting their scope. So if I find a niche and only focus on them, then I am essentially, you know, depriving <laughs> myself of the rest of the markets. Mm. So there's no rule in saying you should only find one niche, but I think any business who wants to see some success in content marketing um, is to, you know, the, the important part is to really kind of Go through that exercise to firstly look at your own, you know, USPs as a business, match that up with the market out there. So do some research, find out what the, the kind of up, up and coming market niches are and segments are and understand them, understand what they want and understand how they use, um, you know, digital platforms and how they do research and then tailor your content around that. I think the time of publishing generic kind of content and mass content, that window is becoming really small. Mm -hmm. um, I think in terms of opportunity. So I think to be bold enough to specialize, to find unique selling propositions and tailor your content for that, that's likely the advice that I would give. It's actually interesting that you're talking about being bold and specializing especially now that domestic tourism here in South Africa um, has restarted and the borders are not open yet. So expanding and trying to capture the domestic market could be seen as a very attractive solution for some operators. That's yeah, Vanessa, I have a lot of empathy with the industry, mm. you know, with regards to that, because there is a bit of a dilemma at the moment is how do you say to someone they should stay you know focused and, mm -hmm. and stay on their, their main kind of objective while their business is kind of you know really suffering or falling apart so i think it's the challenge is likely to find that balance is to say how do you do that and retain retain your your kind of strategy and your niches because mm -hmm. you know it's assured they they will rise again and there will be demand for it without kind of being too distracted and jumping at every opportunity and essentially show breaking your entire strategy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how do you survive and how do you remain entrepreneurial enough to say, well, the world has changed and it's, you know, there's not magically going to be this, this instant demand of travel. So how do you at the same time, you know, evolve yourself or, or pivot a little bit that you do kind of adapt for the domestic market or different experiences. So, um, with many things, there's this challenge and with that comes opportunity, but I have a lot of faith in the industry being very resilient. I must say, I think at its core, the, the tourism industry is, is very entrepreneurial. Um, mm -hmm. I've also been very fortunate to work in destinations that have gone through, you know, all kinds of kind of challenges, whether it's um, natural disasters or other things where the industry really suffered and just to kind of see how resilient the industry could be and that there's this, like I said, entrepreneurial spirit within the trade to kind of survive. So that gives me a lot of faith in the industry, but I do, yeah, I have a lot of empathy for, for where business owners are. 
it because it's not easy. And what is next for SpringNest? Sure. So I think it's SpringNest, our strategy at the moment really is just to keep our ear on the ground and to really understand what our customers need in terms of website functionality or any other functionality during this time. So it's to really be adaptable for our clients. Um, last month, we launched a product idea board where clients can now really become part of that, that planning process um, where they can go and you know, share ideas for products and upvote each other's ideas. We're really open to listening carefully mm. to, to what our clients and what the trade you know, will need. So I think from that perspective, it's quite flexible. We also had to adapt our product roadmap and strategy and put certain things on pause. Uh, that we had in the works so part of our strategy is completely flexible and we'll probably be working on new things as they rise but in general i think the the main kind of value proposition is there we're going to keep evolving we're going to keep, keep releasing new website features and options we're going to make sure that clients remain relevant with what's needed in terms of design or mobile or seo mm -hmm. um, so there's kind of this ongoing roadmap constantly within springnest which is i think a big part of the value um, that clients get and of course be focusing on our educational part as well academy will keep expanding and we're also launching a series of webinars for springers clients as well actually this month what's your main advice for tourism brands <laughs> i might be a little bit biased working working in digital but i'll frame my my answer in that as to say yeah you know, i think familiarize yourself with technology as a kind of as a friend and as a solution mm. within your business. Um, do research to see, you know, what kind of challenges and system issues in your business technology can solve. Mm. And I think do the research, find someone to consult with and invest in the right tools. So whether that's, you know, uh, your website build or whether it's your CRM system or whether it's your advertising platform or even your design um, tools that you kind of use. I think the the power of technology for businesses to kind of you know not only get through tough times at a kind of shoestring budget but also i think to really adapt to the future and make sure that they will not withstand only this challenge but also the challenge that will come that's probably my my you know kind of single most important piece of advice and take that into consideration when you hire and you scale your company as well mm -hmm. um, I think really kind of in, empower your team, find ways to familiarize them with technology as well. Sometimes work with companies who really struggle to get, you know, social media strategies or content strategies going. And within the team, there's someone who's got those skills. That person might not be a marketing manager, they might be a guide or someone else, but they grew up with it and really savvy with it. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in that as well. So I think, you know, shift towards a space where you really embrace technology and um, be selective about the tools you use. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Please join us next week as we launch a four-part series focusing on vacation photography and virtual reality in tourism. Don't forget to follow the show. And of course, if you have any suggestions or questions, please connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Tourism Premier. Thank you.